the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead, and I'm a California Bar-admitted attorney, and I'm also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law, one as a master of the laws of taxation law, and the other as a master of the laws of intellectual property laws. Both of my master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law, which is located in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And because of my training, my interests, my area of expertise, and my experiences, I primarily practice bankruptcy debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and, of course, taxation law. And I'm proud to say that sometimes as part of my practice, I have the opportunity to seek out and attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of financial elder abuse, which is running rampant in our society today. I am, as always, so pleased to be able to come to you again from the beautiful KFAX Studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, I must once again caution you that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances, and hopefully to provide you with an outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help. Again, I do this because, as I'm known for saying, representing yourself in a legal matter is just like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. You are not going to find yourself doing anything, quite frankly, other than being DOA. That is to say, not you personally, but your righteous claims and your righteous defenses are going to find their way to the promised land long before you do. So once again, I'm going to share with all of you the purposes of Selwyn's Law here on KFAX, in case you haven't already guessed, is to discuss the law as it relates to your money or, unfortunately, the lack thereof and your overall finances. 
and what I think you need to consider to protect your family's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening education form. And because I've heard from you out there in Radio Land, which I'm happy to say that I, I do most weeks, uh, I want you to know, first off, that I sincerely appreciate your thoughts and comments and your critiques on this show, as it helps me uh, figure out what areas of interest uh, you have out there so I can tailor the show to provide something, some substance that might help you and, you know, be of interest and help you with your uh, legal and financial issues. And that's what I like to discuss here on Selwyn's Law. Well, you know, in the past few days, it's not surprising to me, but I've heard from folks who are extremely upset and very angry with PG&E, not only because of the fact that PG&E shut down our power and thereby all our systems that relied on power, such as our burglar alarms, the refrigeration and freezer units that we use to store life-sustaining medicine, and the breast milk produced by lactating women for our children who cannot properly digest cow milk or plant-based products such as soy milk, and even in some cases our phone service, unless we were fortunate enough to have a standby generator. But we were even more angry and, and by the generally what I call a ham-fisted way PG&E conducted itself to the run-up and, to and during the power outage itself that affected more than 730,000 consumers in 35 counties, according to Governor Gavin Newsom, in a very cryptic letter that he wrote to uh, the president of PG&E. And it cost the state... $2.6 billion, according to Professor Catherine Wolfram from the UC Berkeley Haas School of Business. So this power outage had some very serious ramifications for all, for all of us. The folks that contacted me wanted to know what recourse they might have to be compensated for their losses that incurred during the shutdown. Unfortunately, they are few, but I will share those that I know of with you today and, more importantly, use the rest of this show as a teachable event uh, so that we can discuss some measures that we all need to consider before we face the next either wildfire or another planned shutdown that hopefully will be more um, coordinated and better um, suited to the various kinds of um, families and, indi- and businesses here in the Bay Area. Well, first off, you can file a claim with PG&E. The company has an online claims filing system that walks you through the various procedures, and it's located at uh, the website pg&e.com. You have to go to the residential or business, and then there's a process and explanation of the claims on the website. And uh, I went there, and it says, learn how to submit a claim for compensation. And it tells you to proceed uh, to its online form. It has a set of online claim forms that you can attach at that website. And they ask you to provide 
photographs or other documentation uh, needed for the type of claim that you have using the following guidelines. If you have property damage, they want a detailed repair estimate and or invoices of the purchases that you made. If it's a personal injury claim, they need a copy of your medical records and receipts. If it's for lost wages, they need the amount of time you weren't able to work due to personal injury, verification of the lost time from your employer, and or payroll stubs showing your hourly or daily rate. Now, um, they, they point out that you can't receive any compensation for the time you spent, spend pursuing your claim. Uh, for lost revenues for a business, they want your tax records and bank statements and payroll records and revenue and expense statements and sales receipts. For miscellaneous losses, such as having to go and stay in a hotel and eat out, they want hotel and restaurant receipts and car rental receipts. For food spoilage, which might be the case for some of us here in the Bay Area, an itemized list of the costs and types of spoiled perishable food and uh, receipts or other documentations that substantiate this. And then they go on to say that they evaluate food spoilage complaints based on the following recommendation guidelines from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. They say if you had a fully stocked freezer, usually the food will be kept uh, frozen for two days after losing power. So that means that if your power was out for one day, um, you're likely not going to get uh, paid for a claim for freezer damage. If a half full freezer is, is was your situation, then because of you know there's not as much uh, items to keep each item frozen, they usually will stay frozen for about a day. So if your your power was out for a couple days, then you might have a valid claim. And they go on to say that refrigerators usually keep food cold for up to four hours if the doors are unopened. So many of us, uh, myself included, our power was out for a couple of days. So uh, maybe um, you might have a, a, a valid claim for uh, spoilage in the refrigerator section. However, and notwithstanding what appears to be a straightforward claims handling process, you should know that according to the consumer group, the Utility Reform Network, also known as TURN, while hundreds of customers filed for claims against PG&E for damage during last year's wildfires, PG&E did not pay a single single one of these claims. Now, I'm going to suggest and submit um, claim, uh, TURN might uh, be referencing um, claims for losses that are occurred to consumers before PG&E filed for bankruptcy on January 29, 2019, making those claims pre-petition claims that must be sorted through and paid, if at all, through the bankruptcy uh, process. However, post-petition claims, such as the ones related to this most recent power outage, should be paid uh, as an ongoing bin, uh, business expense, therefore, the claims process that I just explained to you. You know, at any rate, um, I say go for it if you have a, a valid claim. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Another option is to go to small claims court where you won't need a lawyer and it'll keep down your expenses. And if you put on a decent case, the uh, judge um, uh, the co or commissioner hearing the small claims ca case might rule in your favor and you'll get a judgment. 
any judgment is good against little people, but also big people. So, you know, that might be a way to go. And if you're a business owner, you should consider uh, and, and you really should review your business owner's policy to see if you have business interruption insurance. The problem is this. Most business owner policies, also known as BOPs, indemnify for losses related to a specific and identifiable event, in quotation marks, such as a fire or a burglary or an act of negligence. Uh, Anyway, I say at least read your policy and call your agent or broker to get her opinion before you file a claim. So... Going forward, I want to talk about what we need to think about in the next disaster. Uh, So when we come back, I'll discuss some appropriate kinds and amounts of insurance we need before we have a next wildfire. But we're going to take a short break, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As we continue our discussion based on the recent events with PG&E, and I want to hone in on the kinds of insurance we all need as we all prepare for the next wildfire or community conflagration or some other uh, disaster that might befall us. Because you guys, you know, it really is going to happen. As some of you have garnered by now, I have an interest in just about everything. And because I do, I simply can't keep a job. So I have had many careers in my relatively short lifespan thus far. And as I continue my journey trying to figure out why our Lord and Savior put me on this planet— And it's not that I can't keep a job. It's just that I'm always interested in something new. And I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. You know, one of my careers was in the insurance industry uh, as both a consumer advocate and ultimately managing a group of attorneys and paraprofessionals in the claims department of an international financial services company that had a major property and casualty uh, insurance company located in the North Bay. So I do have an understanding of this subject. Also, after the Oakland Hills fire, my uh, council member appointed me to the Oakland Hills Fire Suppression Commission. And there I uh, worked with my fellow commissioners on creating a fire suppression district. And we did all kinds of interesting things such as... um, uh, locating smaller uh, uh, fire engines uh, because up in the Oakland Hills there's a lot of narrow roads and sometimes the large fire engines could not get through uh, in case somebody was parked all, all along the side of the road. So that, and we also um, um, used goats to um, deal with the underbrush and, and that process is still going on today. And uh, what gives me insight into the interworking of PG&E is the fact that when I was studying for uh, one of my master's degrees, I was offered and accepted a year-long externship with the legal department of the California Public Utilities Commission. So I, I got some real good insight um, as to what how a utility company operates and some of the things that they do, and also the public interest law firm that I work for, public advocates for uh, many years um, quite frequently challenged 
not only the Public Utilities Commission, but also some of the regulated bodies. So first off, I want everybody to know there's at least three types of insurance that are implicated by um, wildfires in uh, rural area and conflagrations in uh, more urban areas. And that is your homeowner uh, fire-related policy, your business policy, and if you are a farm person, uh, crop insurance. If you say, for example, there was a fire um, uh, in the North Bay uh, that implicated uh, farms and, and wineries. And so that's another kind of insurance policy that you should consider, and we'll talk about that at another time. But today I want to focus on homeowners' policies and um, business insurance policies. So what is, a homeowners' policy, it, it, it covers the structure of your home uh, and pays for repairs and to damage parts of your home, and if the entire uh, property is destroyed, it will pay for rebuilding uh, the, the property that's been uh, destroyed by fire, hurricanes, hail, lightning, and other disasters listed in your policy. So it has to be listed in your policy, and there's a kind of, of a couple kinds of hazards that are not covered unless you have a special policy. Earthquake uh, insurance, to if you if you suffer damage because of earthquake or a flood, you have to have a, a separate uh, a policy for those. But for most other disasters, they're part of your homeowner's policy if they're listed. And it, they also cover your homeowner's policy, detached structures like your garage or tool shed or gazebo, generally up to 10% of the maximum amount for your house. And uh, again, the standard policy does not pay for damages by flood, uh, earthquake, or routine wear and tear on your house. When purchasing coverage for the structure of your home, you should remember this simple guideline. Purchase enough insurance to rebuild your home. And um, there are all kinds of mathematical formulas, and your a, a qualified independent agent or broker can help you figure out what that is. Because remember, you don't want to have $500,000 worth of insurance, and you're, to rebuild your home, it takes a million dollars. I guess you'll live in half a house. It also covers your personal belongings, so your furniture, your clothing, sports equipment, and other personalizing also covered. And they, um, it, things are stolen uh, in those same kinds of disasters. Uh, and the coverage is generally 50 to 70% of the insurance for your structure. So if you have a million-dollar policy, your, um, your um, personal property will generally be covered for a half million up to 700000 and if you have more valuable items, you need to go the extra mile and um, get coverage for those extra items, pieces of art, uh, heirlooms that can't be replaced. Well, I guess that's an oxymoron, but, you know, that's what it's for. So the best way to determine if you have enough coverage is to do an inventory of your house. You can use your camera, uh, you know, go room by room and keep it uh, inventory. And I suggest you store it up in a cloud someplace. Personal uh, belongings uh, coverage includes any off-storage item. You might have some items in storage. And um, most policies also will cover up to $500 or so for the unauthorized use of of credit cards in addition to what your credit card company might uh, buy. Again, expensive items, jewelry collections, silverware. Usually there's a dollar limit, so if you have expensive items, you need to go that extra mile and get additional uh, insurance. 
Uh, homeowners policy also does uh, liability protection against lawsuits for bodily injury or property damage that you or your family members or your pets cause each other. So, you know, that's a very important thing. But remember, it covers uh, what um, is done to other people, not what's done to you and your family. Okay? Make, make that distinction. Okay? Um, liability uh, limits generally start at about $100,000. However, it's a good idea to discuss whether you should have higher limits uh, uh, with your insurance professional. For example, if you are working out of your home and you have people coming into your home uh, to conduct business, you might want additional uh, coverage because people are litigious and if they slip and fall on a business matter, it's different from your neighbor slipping and falling uh, uh, on your wax floor. If you have an executive over to uh, discuss architectural drawings or whatever, you need to have an umbrella policy that kind of jacks up and enhances your homeowner's policy to give you additional coverage. Your policy also provides no-fault medical coverage. So if a friend or neighbor is injured in your home, he or she can simply submit a medical bill to your insurance company. That way, the expenses can be paid directly to the person that was harmed without being charged as a claim against you. However, again, this, these medical bills are for people that come onto your property and harm themselves, not for you or your family or even your pets, unless you have a policy of pet insurance. Again, there's a distinction between liability for outside individuals and uh, protection for yourself. You need to have a, a policy that enhances the protection for yourself and your family. And you also get additional living expenses, and this is very important, uh, as it was the fires we've had the last uh, a few years. If your house is burnt down, where are you going to where are you going to live? You're going to stay in a hotel, motel. Uh, so you need to have some uh, expenses, additional living expenses. Unfortunately, there's a limit on the amount of months uh, that you get. So you need to make sure that you're, uh, you know how many months you can be out of your house before the, they stop paying for your hotel, motel, and, and restaurant food. Okay? So that's for homeowners. Um, for business let me give you the definition of insurance because uh, I studied insurance in, in school. And according to Mark R. Green, a distinguished professor of insurance at the University of Georgia and author of one of the textbooks I used uh, when studying insurance, insurance can be defined in terms of what it does as an economic and social device to reduce risk or in the terms of what it does as a legal contract to reduce risk. So the, here's the definition. Insurance is an economic institution that reduces risk both to society and to the individual by combining under one management in a large group of objects so situated that aggregate losses to which they are subject become predictable within narrow limits. Insurance is usually affected by and can be said to include all legal contracts under which the insurer, for consideration for money, promises to reimburse the insured, that's you, for specific losses suffered during the term of a contract, which is usually a year. So the main purpose of insurance is to reduce our risk of, you know, 
uh, an iceberg uh, falling out of the sky, which is an oxymoron, but an airplane falling out of the sky, uh, that's a a light risk, but combined, uh, it's a substantial risk if it happens. And so insurance is used to parlay uh, our collective risk into an insurance company, and what we pay is a premium. And so that's what business is really looking for, physical loss coverage, business interruption coverage, contingent business interruption uh, coverage, and extra expense coverage, kind of like ALE, which is the homeowner's extra expenses. So you need to keep all these coverages in mind, uh, and we all do because, like I said, there will be the next fire, and we need to be prepared for it. So I'm going to leave it there for now, but always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law, including the law of public utilities regulation and insurance. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.